everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Showdown Podcast. My name is Jesse Jones, and on the show today, we have Michael Hines and James Davenport from Nashville Barrel Company. These guys were absolutely awesome. I was in Nashville, Tennessee for some comedy. They invited me in. We spent the entire morning barreling whiskey, bottling whiskey, labeling whiskey, getting it ready to go out, and then we sampled some whiskey, and we had ourselves a damn good conversation. So I want to thank you guys for inviting me in and showing me some of that Nashville hospitality. I had a real good time, and I thank you for it. And then later that night, they came to the show. So it was all in all a fantastic time in Nashville, Tennessee, and I have a Nashville Barrel Company to thank for a lot of that. So I'm not going to spend much time up top today. Had a great time talking to these these guys love the whiskey they're producing. They're making some just amazing products, and we go through and sample them all. This interview is going to be on YouTube in a few days in its entirety, so be on the lookout for that. This right here is a conversation that I have with two dudes that love what they do, and I thoroughly enjoyed hanging out with them. So without further ado, I'd ask you to go hit like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on all the places you get podcasts, on Instagram, YouTube, all those places you can find us. But right now, we're going to get this thing started off right it's the bourbon showdown podcast i've got james davenport and michael hines from nashville barrel company let's get this thing started let's start the show showdown with me today i have michael hines he is the main bourbon man at nashville barrel and we also have james davenport he is the master blender at nashville barrel and who are we talking to today i think it would be nashville barrel company we're going to drink some whiskey we're going to have some fun and we're going to learn a little bit about what they do here so let's get started right now mike what got you into whiskey you know uh oh fuck that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> Off the bat, I bombed. Um, like when did you like when did you get started? Like what was your uh, entry level? Or what was your entry point? So you know, coming from Nashville, living in this area, Jack Daniels uh, was definitely you know the drink of choice through college and through uh, yep, you know, yep. growing up and started really collecting and drinking uh, Jack and really loved, fell in love with the community. Uh, after that, it was kind of you know you know an addiction, right? You start going to liquor stores, you start just chasing and hunting. Uh, and then the next evolution was, you know, well, let's let's actually just do this ourselves. Dude, that's awesome. So you were into it, you were collecting, and I think it's awesome that you were able to stick with Jack Daniels. Like some people, they'll drink in college, and that Jack Daniels and Jim Beam will kind of like overwhelm them a little bit, and they leave it for a while. Like you were able to like plow through and just love it the entire time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, 2013 through about 2018 was a lot of Jack Daniels. Uh, I don't have very much Jack anymore. Uh, <laughs> you know, Four Roses, you know, Willet, Muscle oh, Reserve. Completely. You know, uh, there's a lot of great whiskey out there when you start really. Uh, that's when I was going to stores. I'd, I'd walk into stores like when James was working at, and uh, you know, what's new? What else do you have? What else? What else is there besides Jack? Just growing the palate. Right. So I'd go into stores and I'd just buy one of anything I've never tried. Uh, and then I kind of just kept doing that and found what uh, what my sweet spot was. And that's one of the things. Like everybody asks, how do you grow your palate? What he just said is how you grow your palate. Like you got to expand your horizons, go into the whiskey, go into the liquor store, go to the whiskey section. And if you've not had it before, try it. Like you're not going to miss out. And if you don't like it, your palate also just learned something. So there's really no wrong answer when you go into the liquor store. If you see it, you haven't had it, give it a go. So now you're in, how did you start Nashville Barrel? Like what was the, what were the starting points? You know, a few years ago, it got really difficult to keep doing barrel picks. So everything, okay. a lot of what we do is single barrel picks. Right. So, you know, uh, you know, came up with James and we picked uh, some charity barrels, uh, you know, and as kind of the, the bourbon boom happened, barrel picks became a lot more difficult to do. Uh, you know, you could, couldn't call up a big brain anymore and say, hey, we want three barrels. Uh, Just too many people? Too many people, too much wow. demand allocated. So uh, that's when we kind of got together and said, you know, let's buy some barrels and let's let's pick through them ourselves. Let's pick our own barrels. Let's just do that for ourselves. And then it kind of caught on and friends wanted to pick barrels and then it just snowballed. That's awesome. And when was that? When was the first barrel pick? Uh, the first barrel pick was probably a year and a half ago. 
Oh, wow. You guys have done all of this in a year and a half. We started about two and a half years ago buying barrels, uh, but we've been selling for about a year and a half. That is insane. So the way I found these guys is complete word of mouth. Like whenever somebody recommends a whiskey, that is your first catalyst to this is going to be good. And the, the flavor that you guys are bringing to the table, I, I thought you guys would be like 10 years in at this point. <laughs> It, I, that's James right there. That, that's his palate. So how did you get involved? You told me you were in the Navy earlier. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was in the Navy for uh, for five years on a submarine. Uh, came back home to Nashville. I was born and raised here. Um, came back home and realized government wasn't putting money in my bank account anymore, so I had to get a job. Um, I got a job working uh, part-time nights at a retail liquor store that involved into the general manager position and opening my own store and into this. Just grew it naturally. Yes, that's awesome. So, what is it like on a submarine? Groundhog's Day. Eh, not as bad. Really? Yeah, you, you'd walk around pretty well. But okay. Six foot or above, you're you're kind of cramped. You have to walk around with your, your neck sideways. So, so I'd be fine. Yeah, yeah you, know, like, <laughs> like you, you probably, a few of those guys would be, be really well. Uh, my grandfather actually helped build the USS Wilmington. Okay. So, we will always tour that. And I lived in Wilmington for a minute or two. Uh, and we'd always tour it whenever we could. And I went down into the submarine one time and it was just like, like how long did it take you to get used to just the, I'm literally in something and submerge? The first time. Really? Well, I mean, it's it, one thing's going to happen. You're either going to come up or you're not. Fair. At, at fair. the end of the day. And so, so once your brain kind of like internalizes that, you're, you're good. I, at least mine did. It, it was really weird. I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're underwater, you're either coming up or you're not. Um, I, yeah, that's it. I, I would not be, that would not, I would be the guy that as soon as we went down, everybody would probably like beat me with bars of soap wrapped in socks because <laughs> he's still crying. <laughs> We're out here for six months and he's not stopped crying. Oh, no, they get taken off of the helicopter. <laughs> that, that does happen. Oh, if somebody goes, they want, yeah, dude. He load off or we pull in the port and really it, it depends on but we can't have somebody because you have to assume that it happens right like i mean not everybody is made for that you're oh man that's i thank you for your service because i just would not be able to i've got friends that have served overseas and just thousand percent thank you yes sir no problem. Uh, because again you do not want me you want him you want him this this badass me probably crying and getting getting hauled off on the on that on the back that that or whatever <laughs> So then you get here, you start with Mike, and you're working to build this brand. And it was really just, you were picking barrels, the boom happened, everybody started picking barrels. So then you had to go into business and start this thing so that you could own what you're doing and put it out with your name on it. Correct. And is that where the Nashville Barrel Co. name came from? You know, we're uh, Nashville is a real popular city right now. Uh, you know, it's like if uh, Las Vegas and New Orleans had a child. Right, right. Uh, so we're kind of in this, you know, boom with business and, uh, you know, from Nashville, born and raised. My wife's born and raised in Nashville. So why not embrace the city that we love? Most definitely. I love that description, too. I've been here all weekend. I've taken five years off my life. <laughs> this is a phenomenal town to have fun in. If you look at James and I, we're actually, I'm 23 and he's like 17. Uh, this, <laughs> this town, I'll just do it to <laughs> I'm 15 and a half, guys. I get my license in two weeks. This all happened in the last five days. <laughs> there should be a, a before picture of me and a now picture of me from Thursday till today. That's awesome. And, uh, and it's a wonderful thing to come back to your town and represent where you're from. I think that's a beautiful thing happening in whiskey right now is that people are able to not be confined to specific areas and do it all over the country. And it's really creating like... I don't want to say brands as much as expressions. Like, yes, we're, there are brands out there, but you're finding different regions, bring different flavor profiles. Like you buy it from here, you age it here, then it is yeah. whatever the elements of that area. Uh, and you guys, you store it and it ages in Nashville. Correct. So a lot of times we'll buy stuff, sourced stuff that's already has H to it. Right. Uh, some of it we leave where it's at. Some of it we bring down. Uh, one of our nine-year-old nine-year-old riser there has been in Nashville for a little over two years. Nice. Uh, so you know we definitely do things here that kind of influence uh, the whiskey or blend it here in Nashville uh, to to really kind of make it ours. That's it's so good. 
Like, like, like your, how did you grow your palate? Because I've been kind of addicted to this ever since I got turned on to the Bourbon Fines Rye. Understand that, that was a great barrel. Um, so no, just over time, Mike's talking about single barrel picks. The, the last retail store that I opened, uh, we did over 80 barrel picks in six months. Oh wow. So, you know, before that, there was a lot of barrel picks as well. Um, it's just drinking, tasting, going up to these guys, creating relationships, walking around. You know, barrel after barrel. Basic selling. Yeah. Yeah. 101. And then just growing your palate and making sure that what you have is refined to what you're producing. Because consistency is always the key with a consumer and coming back for more. And as you're doing it, like what, if you're, if this is a barrel, how did this become the one you went with? Like, do you all sit around and you've got this one, this one, this one, and you just go, I like that, I don't like that? Is that the scenario? For the most part, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we definitely screen stuff before it gets put into our single barrel program. Right. Um, so, you know, if something doesn't meet standards, it won't, we'll, we'll hold it back, or depending on who, what, when, where. But once we put stuff into the single barrel program, we're gonna try and give you a, a little bit of variance between all of our barrels. So I'm not gonna, you know, let you try three barrels that are going to be almost identical. We want you to taste something that it's going to be different all the way throughout and see all the expressions that we have. Well, I think that's the fun of a single barrel. Like, like so many of the consumers right now are aging out of their freshman year. And by freshman, I mean the 90 proof that's got a very specific, like a very light flavor profile, uh, maybe has a little lighter body than we're, we're accustomed to because they're new. And then they grow from there into some of your barrel proof and your barrel picks. And that's when I feel you're kind of graduating out of Absolutely. boot camp and, and you're ready to freaking fight the fight. We have, we have one product we'll start off with and it's our small batch rye. This is kind oh, of a oh, blend oh. of, uh, this one's a blend of four and seven year rye. So this is the first, uh, this is the first small batch we did. And we bottled it at a hundred proof. So we don't have anything that's bottled under a hundred proof. That's why I like these guys. Nothing <laughs> bottled under a hundred proof. So we, we went down to a hundred just because we're like, well, that's kind of like just, a, we don't want to go lower. Right. Um, you know, we'd go to some stores and do some tastings and people would walk around with their favorite uh, whiskey and it would be, um, you know, 80 proof in their shopping cart. And we're like, hey, you should try this. And they take a sip and they go, oh, that that burns a lot. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's like, hundred proof is still a lot for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. But for us, it's like, well, let's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do a hundred and water it down. But I can't do anything less than a hundred proof. Yeah, like, like, it's just where you're, once you get to that point, it's like when you, find, when you find dark chocolate. Milk chocolate doesn't do it for you anymore after that. Yeah. The flavor profiles are so expansive uh, because it hasn't been it's not been watered down it's not been proofed down so that's where you're getting a fuller body pour well james definitely when he was blending this i'll let him kind of explain more but when i was wanting to make sure that uh the profile and the nose didn't get lost in, in, in despite being watered down yeah so this is a like mike said a blend of four-year-old and seven-year-old 95 percent rye five malted barley uh Indiana rye whiskey at a hundred proof. So, uh, cheers guys. Cheers. Uh, we wanted to make something approachable from all aspects. If you're a bourbon drinker, um, haven't had too many ryes, this would be very approachable for a 95% rye product. So you're going to sweet up front and then it just fills out on the backside. Well, and it, come, it starts from the nose. Like you've got that baker spice coming through. You've got that. It's almost like a sparkly. Like like if I could say something smells sparkly, like, like, you know what I mean? Like you can just smell something happening in the nose. Uh, and it's that sweetness bursting through the spice is I think what I mean by sparkly. It's, you know, for a 95% rye, it's really sweet up front. So we call it a bourbon lover's rye. I, um, I see that. So I people who aren't familiar that. with rye or, or, or scared of rye or don't know if they like rye, but they like bourbon, our small batch is a great introduction into the rye family. Uh, it's not overly minty or dilly like people expect from the rye. Uh, it has that baking spice on the back end, but it, there's a lot of sweetness. Like it totally hits the side of your tongue after the sweetness hits the middle of your tongue. And it kind of works good. The mouthfeel is wonderful on this. The legs, the, the it coats. I mean, yeah, it just completely sticks to the glass. Well, and I've had the pleasure. They put me to work this morning. We've been in the back. We've been pulling barrels. We've been dumping barrels. We've been bottling barrels. And watching you guys pull it down and put it through that cheesecloth. I mean, you're getting all the flavor from this. It has not been through 
anything but the cheesecloth. Correct. And it comes out the color. I mean, you're seeing it. You're seeing it in the bottle because the color that comes out of the barrel is what they're bottling. And it's just so freaking good. Like, I can't say enough about how good well, this stuff is. Once again, we know we had to put him to work. Uh, he showed up uh, Monday a little shorthanded. So uh, he rolled up his sleeves. <laughs> Uh, you know, it was perfect time. It was perfect time. Uh, I had an absolute blast. So, uh, for people, I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to figuring out how the things I like become the things I like. So, after they have pulled the barrel, what they'll do is they'll dump it through a cheesecloth and then they will. I thought it was pretty cool how you let gravity work for you as you're bottling it. Yeah. You lift the barrel, you put it over the machine that puts it into the bottle, then you run it through a, a machine that puts the heat through the late, the top of the cork, so and then that's where I came in, that's where I got involved, so the next time you're drinking some delicious barrel, I've touched your bottle, <laughs> just, so, just to make it as weird as possible. A little bit of me in there, baby. So uh, thank you for so much for letting me do that. By the way, hey, thanks for the thanks for the free labor. You hey, I had a come, phenomenal. Come time. back anytime. We'll put you in work after this. <laughs> They've actually equipped me with a bracelet. I'm not allowed to leave the property. Uh, I'll be here all day and probably tomorrow. Uh, if I blink my eyes three times, please, please send help. Oh, I mean, love it, love it. Got to get back to work, everybody. No, uh, really did have a great time this morning. It was exactly what I was hoping it would be. And you guys are beyond and the bourbon is so good. So you start off there, that was a rye. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a progression here. Okay. We don't want to uh, do it. So um, instead of going to the barrel proof rye, we're actually going to do that one last. Perfect. Um, so what we're going to do first actually is our is a seven year bourbon pick that a, uh, a, a group did, a bourbon group did. So this is actually seven year, 21% uh, uh, rye recipe again. Um, a internet Facebook group guys pick these. They're, they're a great group of guys, uh, and this is 110 proof, 108 proof, 108. So this is barrel proof at 108. Yes, which is there's a lot of good things about that, right? You're getting a good taste, kind of the barrel, what it did, um, but it, it's it's not overly you know hot or complex. It's kind of just a I call it a, a summer sipper. Uh, you can just drink this uh, while you're working outside because it's not 125 proof of right, right. dark tobacco. It's got the full flavor, but it's also got like a light, airy exactly, aspect to it. Exactly. So, so you're going to enjoy this. So this is actually 108 proof, seven-year uh, Indiana bourbon. You get a little heavy on there. Look <laughs> at the color on that. There is no such thing as a too heavy of a bourbon. <laughs> and one thing we'll have to uh, show you is, you know, it's... We ended up bottling a five-year uh, Thursday dinner in James. Yeah. And uh, a buddy came in. There was a lot of people in town. We let him pick a barrel. So we go to bottle. Look at that color. It's look, like motor oil. Look at that. It's uh, ended up being ninety-six bottles. And you said you normally turn over like one hundred and eighty. Yeah, on five-year you should be in that range, wow. not ninety-six. So it's if you look at the color on that, it's. Uh, yeah. That's insane. It's, it's insane. Pretty ridiculous. It is really ridiculous. And what's the proof on it? One twenty-one point four. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try that one uh, at the end. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. And also, you guys are telling me you did a special charity event this weekend and raised over three hundred thousand dollars for a local charity. Well, we helped Lauren Simpson uh, Special Ops Excursions. There was a big bourbon charity that he hosts in Clarksville. Uh, so we ended up actually uh, doing three single barrels. Uh, we donated some of the profit for every barrel right to Special Ops. So, That's awesome. Uh, That's yeah, so awesome. But the charity event Saturday raised over $300,000 for uh, Special Ops excursions and for the military. So That's such a wonderful thing. It was it was great to be involved. And uh, every year we, uh, we do something with them. And we're already looking forward to next year. That's awesome, Mike. No, James. Oh, James, uh, you know, having a... Uh, military and, and service in them, it's, it's a no-brainer. Completely. And it's so great to see people giving back, you know? We're just going to play for more barrels next year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's some cherry on that. There mm -hmm. is. That is. And you see why I call it a summer sipper. It just it just goes down. Good Lord, man. You can drink. You just chew on this you thing. Can, you can drink half. You can drink half that bottle in uh, no time. Oh. Anybody coming to Zany's tonight? If I seem a little off, <laughs> Nashville Barrel Co. Well, I'm gonna get like hate emails now if you just, <laughs> if you completely tank. I'm like, you are. I paid for a ticket. 
Dear Mike, thank you for making good bourbon. Please leave Jesse out of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Mm. So, so we're really excited uh, about those. Those are... Um, so the one we were bottling earlier, actually, the one that you actually had your hands on, yeah, was a sister barrel to that. Amazing! It was, it was it was a sister, so it was from the same run, the same date, everything's the same. So actually, that one that you helped bottle today uh, is very similar to that one. This is so freaking good, Mike! It is like you get the dark fruit, and it, you get the you get the baking spice, and it 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 just all comes together, but not at one time. Yeah. Like you get like layers to the sip. Absolutely, not finished. Oh man, it, it just a little floral, a little floral, a little bit of floral. Yeah, yeah. just a light hint of almost a floral citrus pop at the end of it. So good, so good. So it's funny that uh, this group actually a lot of the members don't even have uh, their bottle or try to get. So you're actually trying this uh, this bottle before the end. I get a sneak peek. Yeah, that's a, that's a little shout to, to the Karma guys. Good Lord, if you are going to go out and buy a bottle, the Karma bottle is a good one to go with because <laughs> dear Lord, uh, uh, I, I'm trying to figure out how to say I'm gonna steal some, but I can't really say that too loud because they're right here. Well, you're probably not going home with that iPad, so. <laughs> 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 this is the uh, this uh, this episode's for the three of us apparently. Yeah. <laughs> back up to the cloud so you have a record. <laughs> so good, yeah, so freaking good. It's great for a uh, new whiskey. Oh, completely, yeah. completely. Like there's the weight of this is exactly like you said. It is a summer whiskey. Mm. Like it's not going to put you on your ass. It's not a midnight whiskey. Right. It is a one o'clock noon. Yeah, hundred eight proof barrel, and that's that's great. So when people come in, if I uh, drink. Uh, during the day, which I've been known to have to sip here and there. Mm. Uh, I always seem to be going for these. It's uh, barrel proof at 108, 110 ranges. Good, a good point. Well, I wouldn't call it drinking. It's continuing education sure. and, I mean, research innovation yeah. is what we do here. Completely. All of this is uh, R&F uh, or R&I research and <laughs> R&D research and development. Man, that's so good. Uh, one thing I've learned watching these guys today, it is 24-7. They have, each of them wear so many hats. Mike just stepped out to let a delivery guy around the back. It's just so alive, the environment that you get when you're at the distillery. And this distillery actually is open to the public starting when? Beginning of August? Uh, probably end of August. End of August. So when you are in Nashville, Tennessee, you're gonna be able to like come see the living entity that is the distillery. Like you've got your shop in the front and you're distilling in the, or you're bottling in the back. It is just a solid freaking experience. If you're in Nashville, stop by and see Mike and James. You'll be glad you did. All right, you ready for the next one? Uh, of course I am. What do you think, James? Do you think we should go uh, that one or do you wanna do the right first? Yeah, no, no, we'll, we'll jump here. Um, so we, we went from a, a seven and a half year old bourbon. Uh, this is a one of our five year old bourbons. Okay. We, we just recently started bottling these. Um, people have taken a, a pretty good liking to them. This this is going to be unique to you because this is going to drink a lot more complex and a lot, lot a lot more like it's an eight or nine year versus the, the versus a five. Okay. You'd almost think that we swapped the age statements on the one you just drank or what you're about to drink. Really? Yeah. So uh, these things are 121 proof. This was the first thing we ever bottled here. Really? The very first. first very first oh, barrel we awesome. bottled was this one right here. So it's barrel uh, 289. So if you're a Ford guy, Ford motor, 289. Beautiful. Random, but, but it won't break down on you. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, I was going to say, once it hits 125,000, then that means I'm going to have to put a new transmission. <laughs> yeah, see, here we go. Here we go. Or clutch, depending on. Yeah. Before we get into that, the finish is still unraveling. Like, like it keeps, like, Five minutes, six minutes has gone by, and you're feeling that wonderful hug. Uh, I like the hug. I think the hug and the burn can really wrap back around to the palate and kind of bring the whole thing together. And you're still getting the sweetness from that at the end of that, which is spectacular. Absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of like a hot sauce. Uh, you know, the people, I, I'm a big hot sauce guy, and you keep challenging because it's that, that lingering effect. And, right. Uh, so, yeah, so anything, a good finish, a long finish is, is something I look for. You were telling me that. I didn't know that, that Tabasco is finished in bourbon barrels. Yeah, he's bourbon, yeah. That makes so many things make more sense just in... I had no idea. That that fun fact yeah, for me today. Yeah. Yeah, he mentioned he's like, hey, so empty barrels, where do they go? Scotland? I was like, absolutely, but also, you know, hot sauce. Yeah, that's and, wild. Yeah. 
And, and then um, other places will purchase it to uh, use. Basically, you guys have already laid a wonderful foundation for whatever happens next with those barrels, like beer companies. Beer. We're actually working with a couple guys locally, uh, a lot of barrel-aged stouts. Uh, there's some guys on the West Coast that are just known for using uh, freshly dumped whiskey barrels. Um, you know, furniture makers. I mean, uh, there's a lot of a lot of repurposing on a used barrel. Definitely. So oh, what, what you have here, same mash bill, 21%, right? Right. Five-year-old, so different cooperage on the barrel. Right. Different part of the warehouse. Um, and you can see what's in the glass, or see, taste the, the difference uh, between, like Mike was saying, the summer bourbon, and this one's definitely going to grab you. Oh, this is a complete yeah. man's bourbon. So this guy is younger than this guy. That's correct. Mm-hmm. You so definitely this, wouldn't think no, that. No, but there's not going to be I mean, this drinks Barely. like a nine-year whiskey. Absolutely, it's a. We released it for the charity event. The charity picked three barrels, uh, basically all sold out in you know a day. And you know, people are uh, the word's starting to get out that these these barrels we have are special. Good lord, man! I mean, the cherry you still get like that immersive cherry off of this. You get that dark fruit. It really, it's tiered. Like there's multiple things. There's a progression of multiple things happening. I would not think that that is younger than the one we just had. Insane, and it doesn't have the ethanol or the youth that you usually associate. That's usually the telltale for a young bourbon is kind of a core, yeah, mm-hmm. core that hasn't quite mellowed out yet. Uh, and once again, this is also at 120 proof. So a lot of people that does not drink like 120 proof. Many times you have a four or five. A lot of times you you put that in a small batch because you know water would kind of you know take Mellow the edge off. But bit, yeah, right? he's 120 proof, straight fire. Good lord, man, this is dangerous. Is what this is because it drinks smooth. It, it does for 120. It doesn't drink 120 proof. No, it does not. Oh my goodness. Yeah, oh. absolutely. So that one's fun. Now we've got. Uh, <laughs> I get made fun of because I like to chew on them. Do you, my buddy, yeah, my, oh, take your time. A buddy of ours, uh, <laughs> a buddy of ours, Dad's drinking bourbon. I'm not sure if you know uh, mm-hmm. Zeke and John, but Zeke love Dad's drinking bourbon. Zeke, Zeke will nose a glass for an hour without sipping it. Well, you just there's so much that you can get out of it, and the experience. I'm a, I'm a nerd for the experience. Uh, say what you will. If whiskey did not have alcohol, like if I could have, if I could drink this all day and not get drunk. That would be my favorite experience because I just I love the flavor. I love. The, It'd be my wife's favorite experience too. <laughs> if I could drink whiskey all day and not get drunk, yeah. I, I think we just figure if you can figure out a way to take the alcohol out of whiskey and, and leave the flavor in, wives across America would unite. Yes, there, there's there for your listeners. Oh. And they can figure that out for us. Yeah, uh, if there's any uh, young chemistry majors out there, uh, I was gonna say, yeah figure out a way to, uh, we could separate it, separate the ethanol aspect of it and turn that into a uh, fuel. And then we can take the rest of it and turn it into flavor. Yeah, I don't think I did wrong. Uh-uh, uh-uh. So actually, let's leave that alone. Let's, let's just stick with what's in the bottle right now. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think, um, who well, Heineken tried that too, right? So there's a few of them that came out, well, but none out here. Even the people in the commercials don't look yeah. happy. Like, when I reach for a beer, I reach for Heineken Zero. <laughs> Nobody at the party's having a good time. That's why we need whiskey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Helping guys dance since what? 1908? Since. <laughs> just since. Yeah, just since. Even with whiskey, all I've got is like this right here. That's, that's, that's yeah. every move that I have. Right more than I do. <laughs> and then I, I, I turn into Will Ferrell. Like, I don't know. Just. What do I do with my hands? What do I do with my hands? What my hands? Uh, that's, that's my wife's favorite thing is to. Why don't we dance? Why don't we dance? And then as soon as we dance, she's like, you're adorable. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to be patted on the head and given a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> We're also at a wedding and I'm just doing this right here. Like, okay. So you have a good, but you have like a good excuse. Right? You're like a comedian, yeah. right? You right, can, right. So you can use that like, hey, I've got to stay in character. Well, my go-to, I don't dance all night. And then I'm that douchebag that does the worm. 
at the very end of the night. Like on the ground? On the ground, yeah. Really? So I'll do the worm, because you know, there's always that moment in a wedding where everybody gets in a circle, and then like some little kid comes out, he does something adorable, the bride and the groom, they do a twirl. You might drop the worm. And then I drop the worm, <laughs> and everybody goes, yeah! And then the older I get, I gotta pretend like I didn't just break a rib, <laughs> as I'm like, yeah, everybody, have a good night, have a good night. Are you finishing off at uh, Zanies tonight with uh, the worm? I, I, I doubt it tonight. It's my first uh, impression on these guys. So maybe they bring me back for another weekend. I'll end the show with the worm. Well, guys, let's see how much I can get him to drink before the Zanies. <laughs> we'll be taking like bets on the side if he does the worm or not. Uh, that's actually how I want to end my first special. Like, I want to finish the show, and then I want Stone Cold Steve Austin's music to hit. <laughs> and I want him to come out, and me and him to like cling the beer together the way that he does. Chuck's chuck chugging. He gives me the stunner. <laughs> show goes off with me on the ground. That's great. I think that would be like the per- I've never seen that before. Do so, uh, I don't know your material, but if you at least pitch that in Netflix, like, hey. Oh, completely. Yeah, don't, completely. don't even worry about what I say for the hour before. Mm, the middle of it. Here's <laughs> It's going to start like this, <laughs> then there's going to be that, and then Stone Cold Steve Austin's going to whoop my ass. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where can I get, the, get that ticket? Oh, oh, oh my God, dude. You don't even have to put me on the bill. Just say Stone Cold Steve Austin beats up this comedian. That's on the marquee. Yeah. Uh, I loved it when he transitioned from wrestling to uh, interviewer because he's been a stone cold Steve Austin the entire time. He's talking to you about whooping ass and drinking whiskey. Then all of a sudden, we got to take a pause for the calls. You ever need to mail something, but you're not sure what to mail? Mail.com. All right, now back to it. This whiskey, some good stuff. You, you watch uh, Vice, uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Oh my, I'm addicted so, to Dark Side of the Ring. It's, it's, it's obviously from uh, Justin Rhodes, Hogan Days. It's kind of sad hey, to watch man. some of those guys. But Stone Cold uh, does a lot of the, you know, the, the, it, it, the, the commentary. Yeah. And it's always, it, he gets real sore. He's like, I knew him for a long time. Yeah, we all knew he was fighting with demons, but. I had to put the boots to him one night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, that was, who was that? The Dynasty that was, Kid or was, uh, what, was it that the last one? That was Brian Pillman, yeah, I think. It was. Because uh, he was like, I, mean, I knew him forever and it was my time to get over it. He's like, do whatever you need yeah, to do. I'll beat the hell out of him. You did beat the hell out of him. What a great show, though. Oh, man. I love anything Dusty Rhodes. Like anything old school, Dusty Rhodes, American Dream, baby. Dude, you know, back in the day, you could be a wrestler, almost like Babe Ruth, not be in shape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, you know, can you imagine, like, you know, Dusty Rhodes nowadays coming to the WWE, Vince, and like, man, you gotta lose some pounds. They would book him so, they would make fun of him. They would basically book him to be a a blundering, they tried to. They tried that with Dusty in the 80s, and he put him in polka dots. Yeah. And he made it work. Yeah. Only Dusty Rhodes could make black with yellow polka dots work. (laughs) Such a big guy. Oh, God, it's freaking amazing. Uh, I've got some friends that are wrestlers, and just the work ethic that goes into it, it's sort of parallel to comedy and whiskey because it's like uh, you put all of this time into getting to the show. You, you know what I mean? And, and you guys don't see everything that goes in before this right here. This is the main event. So the same way that, like, you put in your training, you learn how to run the ropes, you learn how to talk, and then you go out and you've got 15 minutes in front of a crowd that puts five years of work into one main event. And, and hope and hope that uh, what you present to the public of that is people get behind it. Yes, and they, they get behind it and then we, they run with it. We were really fortunate when we launched uh, with these rides. Uh, you know, we, the first thing we ever bought was actually bourbons. Yeah. So James uh, tasted through these bourbons and he was like, man, I'm good. But he wasn't really like, man, these are great. Right, right. Uh, we got some rise in, and, uh, and James goes, man, these things are just are, are hitting. So, you know, we launched our first barrels we ever, ever offered were rye barrels, but right. it wasn't the first thing we ever bought. Uh, those first barrels that we bought two years ago, we still haven't even bottled. That's so um, smart, though. So, you know, because you get one thing. So, James, James yeah. is a lot here. But that's so smart right. because you recognize that, like, good, not us. Oh, exactly. No, it just wasn't ready. So we're not going to put out a product that is not ready. So many companies fall by the wayside because they fail to recognize that. Right. Like yes. they get started and they're like, because this, this business soaks money out of you. Everything, every step of the way costs more than you can even imagine. Pick a number. Multiplied by three. Is this where I've dropped my Venmo or GoFundMe? <laughs> this is now a Patreon yeah. show. Uh, yeah. Send five dollars. We're going to just have Sarah McLaughlin play yeah. in the background, and James is going to be in the arms of the angel. Oh, it's Sarah. Yeah. 
uh, at, at National Borough Kona. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it really is just the amount of time and money that goes into something. You have to love this. If, if, you know, if the number that we thought it would take for us to kind of get off the ground and, and what it ended up being. Just ask Boy, oh, dude, it's like, it's like uh, I wish I could go back a couple of years and slap that guy in the face. Uh, that, was, that was running those numbers. <laughs> that, guy, that guy was way off. <laughs> it's like you got a call from uh, the people you were buying from a couple of weeks. Tell them it's only going to be this much. You sure? Just do it. <laughs> it was bad. But it was all worth it because Absolutely. what you guys are coming out with is just so freaking tasty. So we, speaking of, so we need to try this uh, because this is, this is our single barrel rye. Okay, so yes. this is kind of how we launch. This is what most people know us by. So, um, you know, if you look at, you know, uh, this, this run of single barrels from us, one double gold in San Francisco, double gold in the bartenders, uh, gold or double gold in Fred Minnick's Ascot Awards, uh, Whiskey Advocate, Best Ride to Buy. So this run has been nothing short of phenomenal. This is how I found you guys. This is the one that my cousin Paul was like, Correct. you've got to. Yours was the bourbon Fines pick. Well, I should let you try that, but first let you try this in the Harbor one. So this is a little store out of Florida. Okay. Uh, that uh, got a barrel, and uh, it's it's one of our favorites because we actually uh, uh, had a big hand in, in picking this one for Oh, I can't wait! It's so rare because you know you guys are the same. You try everything, and for something to stand out when you have been trying everything, it's like a testament to how good it is. Yeah, and that's why one reason that it was one of the uh, pull for you to try because it's. This really kind of just in the glass, glass yeah. in the glass, man. It. So these rides, we launched on them. They're, I mean, right there. It is what it is. Um, we we came in here. We got our first barrels in. <laughs> so one thing. So Mike, uh, Mike's done a bunch of barrel picks, a bunch of charity stuff, right? That and uh, so a few of those, they're actually a little lower, lower proof side. Right. So Mike actually found a barrel out here of one of those seven, seven and a half year old bourbons he tried. Yeah. Uh, but it kind of has his name on it. It sits over the side. I get into it every now and then. <laughs> um, I hope you didn't hear anything about that this weekend. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Also, He's doing the worm in the back, by the way. He always is. No, no, thiefing, not worming. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I pulled a ride at the side, so that's one thing. We would finish the day up, and we'd take a little pour out of his barrel, take a pour out of my barrel, and it just it keeps us in touch with what we're doing, if that makes any sense. No, it completely does. That was actually one of the things I wanted to ask you. While you've got it back there, how often do you pull it down and taste it to see how it's aging? Okay. Yeah, I mean, we, we want to know what's going on. So we're just fresh new into this location. So right. there's a lot of variance with what we have on. We're, we're facing west. So, I mean, due west is right here. So in the morning, sun's on the back side. Afternoon, sun's on the front side. So if I'm trying to, you know, put some a little more heat, I'll put it over here or over there, not north or south, just because of, of facing. But you were learning what this location will do. Of course, of course, because every time, every climate's different. Mm -hmm. Every part of the building's different. Can you explain a little bit why that is? Well, it's, it's just so temperature, you know, sunlight, you know, elevation, heat is a huge factor uh, on everything. So Tennessee- it expands and contracts the wood. Right? Okay, exactly. So Tennessee, you don't like the weather, wait 10 minutes is what people say a lot of times, uh, especially fall and spring, it, it's crazy. Let's see, I've been, here, I've been here three days now. I've had hurricane winds, torrential downpour, floods. floods, the hottest three hours of my life, and then almost tropical beauty, beautiful, Beach weather, like, like it's and that's daily. Yeah, is it every day? I, I wouldn't say it's a year every day, every day but yeah. you just don't know what you're gonna get. Right. It's, it's right. probably gonna be hot right now. Right, right. But we have a lot of variants, and, and but you need that for whiskey, right? Oh yeah, and we that's we have multiple special. multiple levels here. So if something you know needs a little more heat, we might move it up. If we don't, we'll we'll keep it down. So it just all depends on who. We're when you went up to the other floor, you saw that uh, you know actually it was your early morning, but by two o'clock there's a thirty degree difference in temperature. That's what you were saying. So you know, the warehouse could be ninety degrees or eighty degrees. It's gonna be one hundred twenty up there. Well, I think that's why whiskey in this part of the country does so well versus, say, further west or further southwest where it's so hot all the time that you get that. It cooks it. Cooks it. 
perfectly put. Yeah. And, and I mean, don't, the tannins in the wood really show. Yes. On really, it almost gets better if it just it's just cooked. And and even if it's perfect, I'll feel like the hangover can be a little mm. better because or a little worse because those tannins will just sort of like um, attach themselves. <laughs> so so this Inlet Harbor uh, ride uh, is in the West Palm area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Florida. Um, this literally has a little bit, little dill, just let you know it's right, but it's not overbearing. Uh, no, it's very balanced. It's it's one of it's a, a really good representation of our our singular rest. It, you know it's a run on the back. So oh, cool. the finish is that's where everything it right here, yep. uh, and you get like that eucalyptus, and you get the baking spice, okay. and you get the sweetness wrapped in. It's almost like it's tied with a cord with the corn, but the rest of it's all rye. Right. The uh, Finish was good. Good lord, to finish. It just sits right there. It keeps going. Oh. Which one, which one James? Uh, oh, oh, I was going to say, I mean, you're talking about that. I mean, yeah, that's, the, that's the, my injury to you guys in the first place was Mr. Paul Davidson uh, sent me some of this right here, and it started the whole ball of rolling because this is phenomenal. And it's the sister of this, right? They are. So, the, yeah, they're same, same Asheville, same... Uh, barrel date, same everything, except wow. different barrels. So, yeah, uh, so, so as you can tell, uh, we enjoyed this one too. <laughs> I'm glad there's a little bit left because you can get to kind of revisit. Yeah, totally. This, uh, I, I would love to say that this lasted like a long time. Yeah, it didn't. No, no. Uh, I believe whiskey is meant to be shared. So if I have something that I really like, I will call the crew over and we will imbibe. Well, how do I become part of this crew? Dude, anytime you're in North Carolina, you are always welcome. So I still have a little work to do here. What you got going today? Well, you saw it. That's the rest of the day? Yeah. Yeah, I've got two barrels left. You still have two more to pour, a pour and bottle? Yes. Oh, wow. It's fun. But I mean, still, that's so much better. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day about like, he had a friend that was a dentist. I have a friend that's a dentist. I would hate to be a dentist. Staring Nothing wrong with dentist. <laughs> if you do it, you love sticking your hands in mouth holes. Go, go for it. You're doing what you do. But to me, I would much rather wake up and pour a barrel and bottle a barrel and taste a barrel it just seems like a phenomenal job. There's something rewarding. There's something rewarding though about uh, taking, you know, something is is raw, is just uh, alcohol in a barrel, and turning it into a finished product in a case for a for a customer. Well, I think that's the chess game too. Uh, it's it's chess meets nature because we're it's a very educated guess, but you could never like 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 you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe uh, it got hot early in the day and, and you didn't catch it in time like 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 it's still an educated natural guess as to what's going to happen nine years from now absolutely one thing that you asked james earlier um do we do we taste our barrels often and, and the answer is yes uh, there's also there's some like chop marks on some of the barrels where james will go through and remark like hey this is ready for the single barrel program now or this one needs to wait so uh constantly changing well it's easy i mean i haven't all on a computer as well, but it's easy to just walk out there and look and say, hey, I gotta do this, we're gonna move it up, there's some, I mean, yeah. So when barrels come in, we taste them, uh, we've already tasted the lock, we've tasted them as a image to kind of go, all right, where, where is this, where does this sit? <laughs> I would be using that all the time. Like, Sorry, honey, I gotta go to the office real quick. Gotta, gotta, money, barrels are money, honey. I gotta go yeah. check them real quick. My sometimes goes, uh, come home, she's like, did you work hard today? <laughs> No. <laughs> I worked real hard at that time. I, I thought you had a few meetings today because you, you Ubered home. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the boss isn't here right now. Yeah. Usually the boss is here. Yeah, the so the, the boss you'll have to meet at some mm. point. Would love to. Who is the boss? A 15 pound mini. Oh, so she's about this tall. I was hoping it was She's about this tall. Yeah, uh, she runs around, but she she knows she's the boss here. That's awesome. What kind of dog is it? She's a mini golden doodle. A mini golden doodle? Yeah. Uh, I have two. We're idiots. We had an 85-pound chocolate lab, and we're like, he's lonely. Let's buy another chocolate lab. And now uh, you, we've had Piper. All my dogs are named after wrestlers, so I've got Rocky. He is registered at the vet as Dwayne Johnson. Uh, anybody that watches the show knows it's because when I take him to the vet, I get to go, what's wrong? And the vet has to go, Dwayne Johnson has worms. <laughs> and, and I just, I giggle like a little girl every time. And then the new one's, of course, Piper for Piper's Pit. And in 
five weeks, Piper weighs more than both of my children. Yeah. <laughs> my wife, so my wife tried this yesterday on me. She's like, "Hey, I just got a text. The breeder says that uh, one of one of our dogs, like the, the parents, had another litter. So this is like a direct sister. Right, right. She like just throw that out there. Mm-hmm. She's like, are you, are you gonna do it? And I was like, I'd love to, but that's it, no. There's so much. And then, and then, there's other, so much work involved between one dog and two, right? Yeah. It's easy to ask somebody to watch one dog. Yes, yes, completely. Like, I'm gonna tell for two days. Can you watch my one dog? Uh, you start bringing like a whole a whole pot like the 101 Dalmatians over. Could you watch my pack yeah. for a few days? Yeah. That never is as easy as sell. Uh, I love how wives do that, though. Like, hey, you're never going to believe good, it. Good news. Yeah, yeah they, they started off yeah. with like, um, okay, so, yes, all of the pipes in the bathroom exploded this morning, but you know how we've been wanting to remodel? Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. Is, the, bath- is the bathroom okay? No, 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 no. $6,500 is all it'll take to fix it, but then we can put down that model. You'll be the one. Yeah, yeah. We. 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 You. I have what I wanted. Yeah. Well, this is a very bus. I'll just go sit over here for the weekend. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So that was the bourbon finds. You were familiar with that. That's such delicious. a good pouring. Absolutely and actually, delicious. Actually, since you know uh, this is it, you get to finish the bottle uh, kill. There you go. There's not much left. You might as well. My put goodness, on. it is. It's so good, dude. That guy. He did. He did. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Greg did a great job. Mm. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna finish off with two last things. Man, that's good. Two last things. All right, where are we going? You want to do the uh, 298 first, yes. and then we'll do two, the uh, Okay. I don't think we have, we don't have no. 298. No. We need to do the honors. You need to open up the super short barrel. That just sold out in 24 hours. Look at that. I mean, oh. And now tell people, I know you're in Tennessee. Where can people find Nashville Barrel? It's just, I want everybody to go buy this. Uh, so learn about... So, uh, 10, 14 states, uh, you know, check your, you know, we're in Florida, Texas, New York, California. Um, South Carolina. Yeah. Not yet. No. Uh, mashing Grape Online. Grapes and Grapes, Ace, Ace Spirits. Ace Spirits. It actually, uh, Ace Spirits uh, mm-hmm. was what he helped do. Uh, Sealbox has got a couple barrels coming. Uh, so Texas. sign up, sign up for their newsletter. Uh, Specs in Texas, Kentucky, Toronto. That's right. Yeah. Sign up for your newsletter. Yeah, You'll know when coming to your area. Absolutely. Uh, so this one's really special. Um, that we actually have one of our, uh, you know, I say super fans, a guy that loves MGP. Right. He came in for the charity event, and uh, we let him pick uh, a single barrel. James did. And the guy, um, James can take Yeah, it. yeah. So uh, this guy comes in. He's He's been a, a fan of ours slash big supporter for right ever since we've, we've been a, a thing. Um, Which isn't that the best part of the bourbon community? Oh, it, like, well, everybody's so freaking, when they like you, they love you. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's it's very humbling. I mean, just to have somebody that appreciates what we're doing as much of as course, he does. And we have multiple of those guys. But this guy came in from downtown, um, and we were here. And I was right in the middle of bottling something. Mike's up here on the phone, um, but he figured out how to make time. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm doing stuff in the back, but we want to show him a good time. You come, you, you go out of your way. We'll right, try right. to do something for you. Guests uh, are in town. Yeah, so, you know, I go over to Mike. I'm like, hey, man, um, you know, so-and-so's here. Uh, we need, you know, let him try something out of barrel. And then we start talking. He's like, well, this bottle, what we're trying right now, he's like, this ain't going to be here. We need to do another bourbon. Right. Let's do a bit. So let him be a part of it. And so next thing you know, he ends up picking uh, picking this. Yeah. So our first five year was for 289. This is 298. Yeah. And it's, it is it 122 is proof. Of just, of just, you can't see through the bottle. It's darker is. Than, than most 10 year old stuff. It is pure flavor. Dude. It's I mean, insane. I short barrel we bottled it. How many did it? How many did it? Ninety-six bottles. Ninety-six bottles. Sure. Yeah, sold out in twenty-four hours. We kept uh, four. Ah, so I, was say, I actually got beautiful one. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, there's like there's. I guess only one more. Anyway, so that's uh. Let me talk to you about this. These these. This run's incredible. Good lord, that's good. If you put a nine or even ten on, on that year age statement, no one would, would say you're wrong because it's just it's it drinks so well. Oh, I love 
the inhale for the inhale after you sip it. It's just everything the the aromatic combination between palate and nose is so good. That's, that's a good barrel. You can see look at the char. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Yeah. It is the best the best tasting experiences is when it's impossible to pick which one's good your favorites like like there is not one of these that we've tasted where I'm like alright that one's good but that one's really good yeah. like your entire run is like one, one thing that we've always done here is that uh, we, we pass on those barrels that we're off that we try. Okay. Like okay. 90% of the stuff we try, like, no thanks. So we're really selective on what we buy. It's kind of why, um, you know, we're kind of selective in, in the single barrel program. Right. We just don't have enough that we uh, stop because it's like we're, we're selective. So we want to make sure that what we put, if it's got that label on it, it's the best thing we could possibly find. And uh, you know, this isn't a money grab. Like let's just pump barrels out. This no, is, you can this tell is, you guys love. Dude, this is this is a passion for us. So it's awesome. uh, our 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 love for the bourbon community means more to us than uh, just putting out garbage. And I think that's why you guys have done as much as you've done in a year and a half. Like uh, quality versus money grab is very obvious to the consumer to th- these particular consumers. Like people can smell a. Chill a mile away. This was this five year old was the youngest thing we've ever put in a bottle. Uh, really? Absolutely. So it, it was seven years, eight years stuff, and then the, we we hit these fives and we're like we can wait till they're seven, but they're ready now. Uh, right. You would have pulled fifty bottles yeah, exactly. if you waited till they were so, seven. Oh, it, it would have been cooked, especially down here. Yeah. Now that we're here, yeah. bring them all so, down. To eat. So that's kind of James where he really you know excels at. It's like you know. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, if, if it's in the, if it's it's in the ready, grass, it's ready. ready. Yeah, yeah. And so this was the youngest thing, you know, these fives, but... Uh, these two specifically have been kind of like, uh, uh, I would not guess either one of them was the age statement that they are. Both of them drank five years, or three, five years older than they actually are. Well, look at the color difference. That's a seven. Yeah. Right? That, yeah. That's, and that's really... It's all about that. And, and that's what I love about whiskey. Like there's so many things that go into where it was positioned, how much evaporation took place, what you lost in volume due to uh, the devil's cut and the angel share leads to this being five year perfect. Dude, not, it's, it's, it's insane. So a lot of people, you know, um, there's other companies, uh, most Jack Daniels barrel proof, single barrel barrel proof, yep. the old Forester barrel proof. Those are, those are four years, but yep. they're spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, you know, to be honest, you know, there's one right here. I mean, we're fans of, of it too. Have so, you had the 117 series yet? The Statesman? The, 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 uh, one set, the Jackie's ICAM 117 uh, is literally the, what evaporated to the point that they shouldn't have been able to bottle it. Like it produced so few bottles that it's like concentrate. That's just, and it's just, ooh. It just shows you that age is just a number. Yes. yes. You can have an eight year old that tastes bad, but also a four year old that, or five that's the most phenomenal. Right. It's all about making sure you've got the right person doing the tasting and doing the blending. That's our secret sauce right here. You're completely the secret sauce. That's our secret sauce. Uh, I'm not calling him James Davenport anymore. I'm calling him, you're now a UFC fighter. James Secret Sauce Davenport. Welcome to the Octagon. The Whisk of the Fall. Dude, we've already got his wrestler character picked up for him from the Rick House of Nashville, Tennessee. You're one sixteen up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, one sixteen under. Should I say? I was like, that's pretty. Sorry, one sixteen up, one sixteen under. You definitely punch it up. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks. Sir. Well, you yeah. got all, the, you got the taps, you got the beard. You yeah. can go in. I mean, Conor McGregor's already down and out right now. Just go for a leg yeah, sweep yeah, immediately. Dude, he's I've played uh, soccer fifteen years, but oh, you can totally sweep. take a leg sweep. So let's do this. So we're gonna finish up here. Yeah, totally. And thank you guys so much for the hospitality today. Uh, it has been, I've been a fanboy since like probably around 11 a.m. Uh, they said they put me to work. I think they sent me to Disneyland because I've spent the entire time just like enjoying every piece of this uh, little little adventure that we've been on. So thank you guys very much for allowing me to come into the Nashville Bar- Nashville Barrel Company today. We're sure you talk about enjoyed it. it. No, sir. And you're coming to the show tonight. I am coming to the show. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I've actually uh, already got like a box full of tomatoes. <laughs> I am prepared. Are, are they Jones tomatoes? Yeah. Did you get them from my father? We are, we are. Rip, rip tomatoes for a <laughs> 
Let's get some new glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. That's also why I'm not a good dancer. Do you see that right there? I don't know how to be around people. <laughs> All right, so James will explain what this is. This is uh, some fun stuff. If you'll see on my video recorder right there, I even have to remind myself to hydrate. Like I got an hourly thing, it's like drink water. And when you're drinking this much bourbon, you need to drink some water. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. I do find that when you're going from poor to poor, uh, all of these are very in line with one another in terms of the flavor profile that you're going from, like rye to rye. If you're going from, say, a four grain to a bourbon to a weeder to a rye, maybe take a sip in between, cleanse your palate. Um, I know some people will smell coffee. I think, you know, that, that might be a little overboard. I, I, I like to do mineral water or sparkling water. I think a little bit of that will completely cleanse the palate and let you go on to the next thing. But these have all been so consistent with They're really similar because even these rides we gave you drink a lot more like a bourbon. Yes. Uh, but that's why when we went to completely off, it's like it's, it's time for a fresh glass. And what is it. this? Right? So this is fudge. Is this just called Magic? <laughs> is the name of this bottle Magic in a Glass? No. That's a good name. I'm great at naming things. That's all I really want to do, I don't think I, I, I like my involvement in the whiskey community. All I really want to do is name and drink and talk. Well, I, I'll send an email to marketing at National Barrel Code. Yeah. I can't figure out the nose. Like the nose is everything that we've tried so far. This has something on top of that. Oh, it's what you taste it. You might go pick it out. Maybe not. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow, that was a big hole. So I'm not even gonna try to mislead you. This is 137 proof barrel aged rum. Rum, okay. Cause it's it that like, sweetness up front. Okay. But it drinks like a bourbon because it's been in, in barrels. So. And you get the sugar off of that. That sugar cane. So this is 137. So that's what I was picking up so on. I, so I should have, most of the time, People will try it and we ask them what we think they think the proof is. Why well, give us something different because you got a new glass. <laughs> but the okay. sugar cane. That's our barrel aged rum. So this was one of the first projects we actually ever did two years ago. So you put the rum in the bourbon barrel. So the, so we bought a rum that was already four to five years in a bourbon barrel. We brought it to Nashville. We, we dumped it and freshly dumped bourbon barrel. This is where it's going. Dude. Like this is the next thing. It's these 137 proof. It's the cheapest thing we sell. You uh, saw how much I took. Yeah. That does like, not sip like 130. Well, if I fell down right now, how awesome would that be? Just, this does not. <laughs> that would be the roof of <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I live here now. I live here now. You guys think that I'm being fun. I, yeah. There's there's a chain like right there. Don't, don't blink. You can't get fast. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so this is actually one of the fun things we did. This is uh, experimental stuff we started when we launched our company. We wanted to, uh, we had some freshly dumped barrels, like what can we do to really do it? And uh, this has turned out to be something really special. We don't have enough of it. We don't. There, there's more more demand. It drinks like a bourbon. It, it does. It until, it, until, it, until it hits the back of your tongue. Super sweet up front and then you the 137 proof that drinks like 110. How is that one? That does not taste like that. That does not taste like 130. It tastes like 110. Yep. Is that a good I'm going to be primed for your show tonight. Me too. <laughs> um, hey, everybody! Who likes things and stuff? Uh, Give me your Uber Eats. This is... I, I do think that that's the next big thing. Um, you're getting tequilas in bourbon barrels right now. You're getting rum in bourbon barrels right now. I had a gin aged in a bourbon barrel. Good lord. Yeah. It's just so. Tree Oak is doing some great things. Uh, yeah. yeah what, what, what gin? It was uh, Rabbit Hole. Mm. It drank like a limoncello. Yeah. Dude, I, it was sort of insane. Super special. We're, we're going to be doing some fun stuff like that. Yeah. Just from coming from the retail side of our, I bought a bunch of gin barrels aged. Um, or sorry, gin aged in bourbon barrels, rye barrels, and wine barrels in the past. So we, we have a bunch of fun, fun. So we won't let them say anything, but we showed them upstairs where we have experimental things going on. Yes. So anyway, that's it. There's definitely some, some things that uh, we're trying as bourbon lovers. So our passion comes not from money, though. It pays a light day. It helps, it right? Come, it comes from 
our love of bourbon. Oh, it shows, man. So, it totally shows. So, so, like, so even the experimental things we do are more about uh, we want to see what happens. Right, right. Uh, more or less, like, let's just do this to make money. Well, I, I think we're all whiskey nerds at heart, and that's why you guys are just, like, level nine black belt whiskey nerds, and you're able to pinpoint what you're doing, how you're doing it, and then execute in a way that delivers. Uh, the rum is a master stroke because it if you drink I've also had some barrel aged absinthe recently mm-hmm. uh, woke up naked on my neighbor's front porch but it was delicious what until brand, midnight what brand was that? Um, that it's Spirits of Friendship yeah, it's 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 that's, oh yeah sounds like a good neighbor yeah they're doing some cool things he is a freaking mastermind he's man he's a mad scientist of, 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 of distilling so so one thing you know where we showed we I showed also love that you guys want to talk about other people like, so, so I was about to tell you so, we, so we showed them earlier awesome. our friends uh it's hit some barrels down. Yep. Uh, yep. This is the, our also place, good friends of mine. Our place isn't all about us. Uh, we're very transparent. Love we, we, you know, we don't, we don't still. We have, we have other people making a recipe for us, but we don't, we don't have the passion. Just. To, but that's the thing. Like I think recognizing that up front, you could have wasted ten years figuring out that you didn't like that right. part. That, of it. That's not our passion. Your strength is this. Mm-hmm. Like you would not be doing this, you would not be spending your time accurately if you were also up at three o'clock in the morning cleaning the still. Trying to cook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You recognize your strengths and you lean into them. Uh, I like to talk about it. I, I don't. I couldn't do what you do. Like, like you guys are artists, and and what you're putting out right here is proof. And the fact that you've been open a year and a half, two years, and people are flocking to you like this. Shows that you're good at it. I really appreciate that. Uh, when you when you come to Nashville, if you visit us, you'll be able to, to do a tour. Yep. You can go and taste not only what we think is a uh, good barrels that we've hand selected for our tour, but also you know distilleries from all over that uh, you know are supporting. Um, Which is so cool. Bourbon community, you know, it, it's kind of like any in any industry. It's very tight knit. Well, uh, and they've been they've been like open arms accepting us. Uh, and we're trying to bring the whole thing forward. I think uh, bourbon as a whole has gone through so much in the past hundred years that everybody has experienced the bad times. You had Prohibition, you had World War One, World War Two, and then who would have thought that you know the fifties and sixties would have done more damage right. with clear spirits than Prohibition would have. And to be in the middle of this boom right now, I think it's kind of like when people have gone through something together, the industry takes care of itself right now because they recognize you got to take care of your own because you don't know what's around the corner. You know, so years ago, uh, the beer the guys were doing it. Like uh, uh, Sam Adams uh, was, was selling grain off uh, about three or four years ago to local small craft places they couldn't get. It. Really? Oh, yeah, that was a big thing is that, that Sam Adams, uh, you know, they were literally helping out. And oh, actually, cool. yeah, super cool. Right now, there's supply chain issues in, in every aspect. Beyond whiskey, it's, it's food and candles, any job. Construction? Uh, you think the pandemic's over, but it's actually just backed up. Like, like for like the literal pandemic might be over, but the effects of what it's done to distribution, we're going to see that for five years. So you know, uh, Glass. so actually, so we went from this bottle to this bottle, and uh, people were asking, "You're like, hey, we love your choice." Like, well, I mean, thanks for supporting it, but that wasn't a a a thing we you know for granted we had to yeah uh, so we went up and there was another distillery that they got our ass out of a sling that uh, a quick phone call it's like hey do you have any glass uh, that's and, the beauty of this and, and literally the next day without even sending the check our money a truck got loaded up and it was on the way here we had the glass before we had a bill uh, but it was just it's amazing just the great guys uh, that are in this and that's how you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing like you're not in an industry where people are taking advantage of a situation. You're in an industry where people are taking care of you. What can we do to help you out? That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, well, I always like to ask, if there was a Mount Rushmore of whiskey, who would you put on your Mount Rushmore? doesn't have to be a brand. It doesn't have to be a distiller. It could be your friend Susan down the street. Like, who in your realm would be on your top list? I've got, I've got like, two or three. So I'll let James go first. Because there's, like, Mount Rushmore, but four. You don't normally so You're talking about uh, Rushmore. Like, yeah, actually, actually, just I'm not this. doing that right now. We might as well. No, 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 no,
Where so, so no, you're talking about Rushmore and you're a comedian? He's got oh. Will Ferrell, Bill Clinton, Vince Vaughn, David Cutting. I'm not cutting any of that. No, that's in there. No, you were, you were talking about Will Ferrell, which yeah, is my yeah. ass. Hey, here's Ricky fucking Bobby. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. So, Bill Clinton, Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, Val Kilmer, David Duchovny. David Duchovny. Sorry. I can see, I can see, I can see either. <laughs> There's the air. That's, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. That is freaking phenomenal. Um, so my my Mount Mount Ru- not cutting that my Mount Rushmore of tattoos now is a one and only that is freaking James Secret Sauce Davenport right there. We could have walked you into a better question here. That's freaking wonderful. Yeah, no good idea. lord, I had no clue. That is phenomenal. I that's I can't. I think that's the answer. Yeah, I can't follow. It. I think that that's, puts, that's you guys. You're the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> well. I want to thank you guys so much. You've been so gracious with your time today. You've welcomed me into your home and let me put bottles together. I've had a phenomenal time. It's been great. It really has. So my, uh, Mike, James, Mount Rushmore, I mean, you've talked for a few weeks now. Yeah. So it's just been a pleasure. I thank you guys for letting me do this. Go buy yourself a bottle of Nashville. If I got to go Southern Baptist Preacher on you guys, I will because you need to go to the liquor store and buy yourself a bottle of Nashville Barrel Company. I think it was more Dusty Rhodes than than a preacher. But, you know, if Dusty Rhodes was not a wrestler, he'd be a preacher. So thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much. I hope you'll go check out Nashville Bottle Company. You're going to be glad that you did. We just went through... You know how much faith they have in their product that we went through the entire run of things? And like some people, they'll be like, try this. Don't worry about these. Try this. All of them. Freaking top shelf. So thank you guys. I wish you nothing but success. And I'll see you the next time I'm in Nashville. Actually, I'll see you tonight. Hell yeah, that is. There you have it, everybody. That is this week's episode. I want to thank Michael and James for coming on the program. It was so awesome hanging out with you guys in Nashville. Thank you for inviting me in and letting me just hang out and talk whiskey for a few hours. It was phenomenal. And for everybody, you're going to have to wait for the YouTube version of this episode to see that glorious Mount Rushmore tattoo that James has on his chest. We were joking about cutting it out, but you can't do that to the people. You can't be talking about the... uh, Mount Rushmore of whiskey and then have somebody open up with a Mount Rushmore tattoo of, of, of multiple hilarious people on his chest. So thank you, James, and thank you, Michael. It was so good hanging out with you guys. And uh, the whiskey is still so good. I'm sipping a little bit of it right now. This is one of those episodes that I think if you listen to it, and especially when you see the video version on YouTube, you're going to be able to tell that we drank a hell of a lot of whiskey during this episode, and we had a lot of damn fun talking to one another so thank you guys for being on the show thank you to everybody for listening if you would please go give us a like go give us a subscribe on apple podcast on spotify wherever you get your podcast go uh, find us on instagram do all those fun things and then come on back next week because we've got more of season three of the bourbon showdown podcast coming your way i hope everybody has a safe holiday weekend if you're going to be driving don't be drinking but if you're going to raise some hell raise a glass and kick some ass i'm not condoning the one but i'm definitely condoning the other so i'll see you guys on down the road my name is jesse jones have a great week